This is AJ Perez from Front Office Sports. Yeah, I just, uh, my biggest accomplishment, uh, at least over the last couple of years, is winning my uh, C League Championship, Beer League, over at Ashburn, Virginia. And uh, you're listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Sign up to SoRare, the ultimate fantasy sports NFT platform. Scout, collect, and trade officially licensed digital player cards with other fans in our open marketplace. SoRare is a game that you can play this season and the next and the next and the next. It's almost like a a dynasty spin on fantasy. It's available in formats such as NBA, MLB, and also football, the world game. So what are you waiting for? Get involved. Get in the game. Get some cards and have some fun. Oh, did I tell you it's free, by the way? Yes. All you have to do is sign up, create an account, and then you can start playing. And if you want to go a little bit harder and purchase some limited, rare, or unique cards, you can do that too. But at a base level, this is really just a free, fun way to play with your mates and show who's really in the know when it comes to sports. Because Process Podcasters, we know our thing. But so rare is a chance to go up against us and see who really is the smartest in the room. So hit the link in the show notes and we'll see you on So Rare. Own your game. Welcome back to the Pro Source Podcasters. I'm your co-host, Nate Wallace Bruce, and I'm joined by the talented Mr. Colby Deron. Colby, how you doing? Fantastic, buddy. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. We've got a, we're in football season, which we both love and there's a lot going on, so... Injuries. Injuries. Injuries <laughs> yeah. everywhere. But it's timely that we brought on our next guest. He's from Front Office Sports. He's based in the DMV in, in Virginia. And he, he knows a lot about NFL and many a sport. The business of sport, the intricacies of sports, legalities. He's across all of it. So we've got much to get into. It is Mr. AJ Perez. AJ, how you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you on. Now, AJ, just before we uh, jump into some some action, tell us a little bit about your journey, because you spent some time at CBS, USA Today, you're now at Front Office Sports. How did that journey come about? Oh, when I was 16, I realized I didn't have a future playing sports professionally, or even in college, probably. So I started writing for my local paper, uh, went to my local college, uh, San Jose State, uh, didn't graduate, but I attended there. It was a great five years there. Um, and then uh, my final year of college, I was full-time in Monterey, the newspaper in California, and then I went down to the L.A. area. Then USA Today brought me out to Virginia, and I've been here oh, 17 years. So I've covered a lot of different as, – as you mentioned, I've worked a lot of different places, USA Today being the longest, probably about eight or nine years total there. Um, and uh, and uh, now I'm at Front Office Sports. So I went, when I joined, I was like the 12th employee. Now we're, you know, we're a thriving company with uh, – so more than we surpassed 50 employees by now, and now we're doing a lot, a lot, a lot of new things. We've grown, and I've been uh, been part of that growth, a little, a little part of that growth, and uh, things are 
things are going well. I've been I've been at FOS for uh, not quite three and a half years, but it's getting it's getting close to that. Wow, I, that's been um, some of the most pivotal, I guess, periods in sports the last three years with everything that's going on in the, in the world. Tell us, our listeners, a little bit about, I guess, your lane in terms of writing. What what do you typically write about at Front Office Sports? I know, and I know Kobe knows, but <laughs> what, tell our listeners what, what you write about. Yeah, I actually wanted to be an NHL beat writer when I was younger. I, I love hockey. I still play hockey. And, uh, you know, I started that, 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 that would be my thing, and then... Before the lockout, or yeah, back in 2004 or five, I was covering the Ducks and then they went dark. And so I just kind of leaned into more auto racing coverage. That's what got me the job at USA Today. But soon after it got to USA Today in 2006, I started covering um, uh, steroids. And uh, it, was a, it was baseball steroid era. It was uh, Balco. It happened a couple years prior. A lot of uh, there were, I was uh, on Capitol Hill covering hearings uh, after the Mitchell report came out that detailed you know, basic, basically baseball, a little bit of baseball's doping era. Um, so I kind of, from there, I just kind of kind of leaned into the investigative part, which I had covered murder trials, I'd cover, I'd cover uh, sexual assault trials and stuff like that before. So I had, a, I had the knowledge to do crime reporting and court reporting and I guess congressional reporting as well after that. So that kind of, that, that's kind of became my thing throughout my the last, 15 years of my career or so and uh that's been uh so that's pretty much anything uh when i was usa today i did more crime reporting like when i and when an athlete gets in trouble so i'm glad i'm not or coaches i guess i'm, I'm glad i'm not covering the bears right now <laughs> so there's uh you know now it's more like you know now it's now it's more kind of bankruptcies i got the bio steel story i'm working on for i'm working on next um and uh how much the nhl is losing money and the nhlp is losing money out of it and the lakers and a couple other teams with a bankruptcy so i do that there's uh but not so it's, but also just a lot of court reporting when it comes to you got the defamation lawsuits that are that brett that brett Favre filed brett Favre himself i've been the lead reporter covering his links to the or alleged links to the uh, Mississippi welfare scandal. So there's like pretty much it's a wide range. I do uh, do a lot of everything. Um, a lot of NFL, though. I mean, I covered the last four owners meetings. I covered the Super Bowl. been doing much. I probably covered five Super Bowls now. Um, so there's uh, the, the NFL being, the, you know, the as huge it is here in the U.S. It's uh, it's, uh, you know, you're in Canada, you guys know how big it is up there, too. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's what draws in uh, the eyeballs to both for TV, which we write about, and also for our stories. And when we cover, when we break stories in the NFL um, or tell kind of a different kind of uh, tell story a different way, you know, people respond to it. And obviously being here in the D.C. area covering Dan Snyder and the commanders and Josh Harris's uh, purchase of the team. That's been uh, I've been in the, in, in the right spot for the last couple of years. You have been in the thick of it. Yes, yeah. What haven't you covered? <laughs> now, um, we'll get back to we'll get back to hockey a little bit later on. But you touched on something that is quite pertinent to Canada, and that's BioSteel. Now, that story has started to evolve the last couple of weeks, at least from my visuals of it. But and that's going to be a very significant story this fall and winter. Tell us a little bit more about that, and I guess the impact because the NHL is a, a potential big loser, and I feel like. Not really. Oh, okay. I, the NHL never gets back to me these days, even though I've covered 10 Stanley Cup finals. Um, surprise, surprise. <laughs> shocker. From what I can tell, they make about a million, and they, and they split this money with the, with, with the PA. They only make about $1.2 million a year off of it, which is just like a penny for scale thing. 20 years ago, Gatorade was paying the NFL almost $50 million a year. Now that was twenty years ago. We got inflation. We got obviously all the 
every sport, at least every, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not sure every single sport in the world, but most sports teams and most sports leagues are worth a lot more money now than they were 20 years ago. Yet, I know, I know, I know the NFL is a much bigger sport than the NHL, but just to think that, you know, if, and I, they haven't told me I'm wrong. I put, I put the switch on last night before I went to bed. I'm like, you guys make one, about, about a million dollars a year. I mean, so it's not, no, that's not a, that's nothing. One million, you have to share with the PA, or you got to share it with 30, 30, 30, how many teams are there now? 31, 32, 32. Oh, so there's 30 and 31. How many? Angel now, yeah. There are 32 now. We're, we're back to, yes, yeah, right. Seattle became 32. Uh, so, you know, you have to split it among that. So what's that 32 to a million divided by? It's not that much money. So from what I can tell, if the bankruptcy filings are accurate, they're accurate, unless there's money that we're not, that I can't find in those filings. That's a very minimal. The Lakers are, are out <laughs> almost as much money. Um, so that's uh, that that was kind of shocking. That that's it. It, it was the, the if you remember when the deal came about last summer, it was kind of out of nowhere. Gatorade and I'm hearing things why the Gatorade thing went away. I'm t- I'll kind of save that for my story a little bit. I'll, I'll you know I, I don't know a lot to even you know report it now, but. You know, there's a, the negotiations kind of went sideways with Gatorade, and they were left with BioSteel came up, and they they talked a big game. They're a four hundred million dollars, almost four hundred million dollars in debt. I mean, I mean that's unsecured debt only. Um, so that's like all you know. And we don't. And the bankruptcy filings didn't list the athletes. You know, they, that that are owed the money. It was basically a few NBA teams, and I talked to one of the, one of the NBA teams on Monday, and uh, they they and uh, you know my source there told me that they were they they got a heads up right before the filing hit, but. Um, you know, the, the, the NBA team kind of shrugged. It's like, yeah, no big deal. They just had some kind of preseason sponsor naming thing. We'll, we'll, we'll find somebody else. It, it's, it's amazing because I, I'm also a personal trainer and I'm around my gym a lot. Um, and we, I've seen one person with BioSteel. I've never, it's like, I, no one's ever asked about it. I've seen one person drink it. Now people are drinking Prime, you know, sports drink more, uh, more, a lot more. I see a lot more Prime than, than, than I do see. Uh, ever saw BioSteel, and it's it seems, you know, it seems like it was a company built out of house of cards. I mean, with that much debt and how much they owe, and how many and how how much marketing and how much marketing they do, and how much money they own to owe distributors and 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 supermarket chains and everything else. You know, yeah, they they owe Learfield, which is a which is the one of the top or the top kind of multimedia rights uh, companies that deal with college sports here, um, and they owe them a ton of money, and it. It, it just seems like uh, it seems like they, a lot of money went out. Not a lot of money looks like it was coming in, and I don't know if they made a, a, some wrong bets over the past couple of years. But I think the the signs were probably there when they signed the NHL deal last summer that maybe this was uh, maybe not the best move. Um, but if they're only out a million dollars, that's was that one one three hundred sixtieth of how much they 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 actually owe when it, when it comes to the unsecured creditors. Yeah, that's uh. Interesting. So it kind of speaks to the, the way that NHL makes deals. Yeah, BioSteel is definitely quite prevalent up here. Well, in Toronto, I can't really speak for the rest of Canada, but <laughs> you do see it on the streets a lot more. You see you see it at Raptors games. You see the yeah. Blue Jays drinking it, but I guess they won't be drinking it as much anymore. Will they, Kobe? Yeah, at all actually. It's it's it's, dumb. it's I mean it's just like it just just out of nowhere. Not no no reorganization. It, that that's not going to save them. They're going like basically going under, and it's. You, you don't see that off that often. You see, we've, we've seen companies come and go. When you've seen uh, a lot with, uh, no, I guess it's been crypto with the, uh, 
with the FTX, you know, I, and, and, and the Heat are struck again. I mean, the Heat were got a lot more money from FTX than they got from BioSteel, uh, but, but they were one of the BioSteel NBA teams. So that so now they have to deal with another bankruptcy, another me asking questions about that. Now it's not going to be like, hey, when are you going to take the BioSteel thing off the middle of the court? When are you going to rename the BioSteel Arena to something else? It's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot less than FTX, but, uh, you know, we see, you know, that's uh, that in... Crypto.com still has the Staples Center, so or the old Staples Center. So there's, you know, there's still crypto, in, you know, in, you know, involved in sports, uh, Coinbase as well, I guess. But you know, it wasn't what it was a couple of years ago there either. Now, why a sports drink company or a sports supplement company would, you know, that the whole market collapsed for NFTs and a lot of cryptocurrencies. So I that 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 made sense. The BioSteel one, I've I'm gonna need to do more digging to figure out. Figure out, you know, why it went bad so bad so quick, and why no one stepped in. You know, this um, that why Canopy, you know, obviously, <laughs> you know, that's uh, it's their subsidiary, and uh, what if they're, you know, and they're a, a major secured and unsecured creditor in the bankruptcy as well. You know, what uh, if there's going to be any, uh, if the Canadian authorities are going to, or the financial authorities up in Canada are going to look a little, little more closely at Canopy, and if they did anything, because we saw with FTX, and the, well, obviously, a lot of companies. All these little offshoot companies and stuff, you know, you know that that uh, that uh, SBF uh, kind of founded and ran, and or other people ran for them. You know that, you know, I don't think there's going to be that for the BioSteel, but there's probably going to be some questions asked of Canopy what they, you know, what their involvement was when they knew the finances were taking a downward turn and what they did and didn't do. Okay, now AJ, you mentioned you went to San Jose State. Yes, that's right. That's a football school, isn't it? Barely, yeah. We're 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 yeah. We're in the Mountain West, which I which may be. Uh, so we're we're one of yeah. We're we're going to lose a couple of our schools. Uh, we uh, we we already lost uh, one. Uh, we lost one a couple of years ago. But yeah, yeah. We were yeah. We're we're we 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 go to a bowl game every 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 five years or so. So I guess that's uh, it's uh yeah. It's we're we're uh, a mid major as they call it. Okay. Did you grow up in that neck of the woods? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually going back there on uh, on Friday. Yeah, I, I grew up. Uh, uh, 30 minutes south of San Jose in Gilroy, the garlic capital of the world. So, And you wanted to play hockey. Yeah, I didn't. I grew up playing baseball, but uh, okay, okay. Uh, I started playing hockey. I started playing. It, 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 was, a, it, it was actually a class at San Jose State because back then it was only two sheets. We had two sheets at the uh, where the Sharks Training Center, uh, you know, back then it was the Logitech Ice, they called it. Back then, now it's like now it's like up to five or six sheets. It's it's amazing. I haven't been back there in a couple of years, but every time I went back to, to play pickup over over uh, over Christmas, man, they added a new sheet or two, and it was like it's massive now. <laughs> I can't even find my way around it. But yeah, so there was a, I took a I took a that, that was my PE elective for uh, for my college, uh, and uh, that's why I was like, and, and they, needed, they needed a goalie, so I became a goalie. So there, there you go. Right on, right on. Now, uh, something a little closer to. To my personal interest, I mean, we had the recent merger between PGA and Live. Did you cover any of that? Oh yeah, I was there. I was love that. I was on Capitol. I, I, I was at the Capitol last uh, on the other side on on the uh, Senate side last Wednesday, covering that hearing. Yeah, that's going to be a. Uh, they they said uh, yeah, yeah they 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 have until the end. We got four more months, I guess, or three more months now. I mean, to to get a deal done, or they're going to need to extend that deadline. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if if they can get it done. I think I've heard both ways uh, whether they. Whether it'll be completed or not, but it would. It, either way, it's a win for the PGA because they got that lawsuit dismissed. Yeah. So I was going to ask you is which which way is it leaning? If you if you have any inside information there. 
No, no, not there's uh, what I reported about a month ago, I mean, about three weeks ago, was that there were some doubts among because the, there are six players on the uh, oh, I can look at the name of it, the council. Uh, they uh, so the, the basically that the PGA Tour players have more sway than anybody, more sway than the Saudis at this point to get this deal done, more sway than the PGA Tour. Uh, sorry, it's the advisory board. There we go. Uh, this is, there are six players on the advisory board, and they basically have veto power and everything else. They could, you know, if uh, and obviously the, the top two players on that board are McElroy and Woods. So if either of them can, uh, you know, they they could. Uh, it's not it'll take more than them too, but they have a major voice among players. And I think uh, they were the two of the major names who didn't go over to live. Uh, so I think they're, you know, they. There's a feeling among some players who are on that council uh, that uh, or on that board, the advisory board, that they, you know, they were kept in the dark. You know, it was it was it was negotiated outside the player was negotiated outside yeah. of a lot of people. Uh, that's why it's, I was on vacation when it happened. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> so I, uh, I did not see it. No, no one saw it coming. No, no one was prepared. I was I was caught off guard like the players and everybody else because I did not expect it because I had covered the live tournament here maybe a week or two before that. And I didn't, you know, there were, it was something was kind of off, but I was asking around like, but something doesn't feel right. I don't cover a lot of golf. That was my first tournament I covered probably since the 2000 US Open. So it's been 23 years, but I get a sense something was off and my source was saying, oh, we're just doing deposition prep for the lawsuit. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, I didn't want to, I was like, I had no proof that, that I had no inkling this was happening or else I, that would chase it more. But yeah, it, it, the PGA Tour won by just getting the getting the lawsuit, get all the litigation. You know, both sides had to drop their drop their lawsuit. So 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 Liv had to drop the lawsuit against the PGA. The PGA dropped the countersuit against Liv, and the Saudi Public Investment Fund was uh, was um, you know trying to it was try it was challenging a ruling in in the in the Liv lawsuit for whether they could be subpoenaed and have turnover turnover information, which now. The hearing I covered last Wednesday was uh, now now Congress now now the Senate is trying to get the same information basically that that was denied to the PGA Tour during that trial and we're going to see where that goes. Um, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of you know the the Saudi issue, especially here in DC, where Khashoggi was you know a reporter or sorry, um, I guess he was a columnist for the Washington Post, and his death obviously was ruled you know came directly from the head of the Saudi government. You know, there's still it's and uh, you know a lot of people here are using this the live hearings, live PGA tour hearings to get more information about 9/11 and and the and the if. If and how much there's connection to, connections to the highest level of the Saudi government, so there is kind of like a two pronged effort now. It's like, all right, Saudi money is bad, and what did the Saudi did the Saudis have a major role in nine eleven? It's like that's how it turns you know, things turn around here yeah. uh, on a dime. So, so that's become a thing. Uh, part of the reason I, from this is my analysis, that the Senate committee did that because they were getting no information out of the PGA Tour or live because really the negotiations have gone. Very, very, very slowly, if they moved much at all. Okay. Okay. And then one other merger I want to ask you about. I've asked this question of a previous guest, but I'm going to ask you directly. Who do you think won the deal between the WWE and the uh, UFC? Oh, I think Endeavor won. I think the, I think, you know, they, we saw, we reported on the layoffs last week. They cut probably between 100 and 150 people, uh, were laid off. And that, that was expected. There's a lot of overlap, um, when you have, when you have Endeavor being the huge company that they are. Yeah. They've been running UFC for many years. Um, you know, there's a lot of overlap positions. Um, and, you know, a lot of people left on their own accord. Jamie Horowitz being one of them going over to, um, oh, what was it? He went to that, yeah, the Manningcast. Uh, yeah. So 
uh, over at Omaha Productions. So they, so that was kind of they. It wasn't all layoffs. It was some people leaving on their own. But they, this has been in, in the works for many months. And, you know, this was kind of the plan before they even we even know that they were going to acquire them. And, you know, that was companies look at that. Companies look at uh, what overlap do we have, and it's it sucks because if you're one of those people, I've been one of those people at, at uh, during uh, when. When AOL sold off our fan house site, <laughs> it was like you don't you you don't have a place in the new company, and it sucks. And I I feel for you know I feel for all those people, and I've uh, you know I'm sure I've lost a couple you know former colleagues uh, who haven't reached out to me yet, but uh, you know they will eventually. Okay, so Endeavor. Yeah, oh, I think yeah, I think yeah, and I think uh, you know there's and really it's going to be how big the win's going to be. We have you have really WWE and UFC have their in the next couple of years, the rights deals expire. That's right. The big win is the the, the big bet Endeavor made, and we'll see if it's going to be a big win or you know or not. Is going to be how much money more money can they get? And this is a time in in, in I don't know what, what it's like up there with Rogers and everything else, but here in here in the U.S., the bundles dying, so the the, the cable bundles dying. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to direct to consumer now. WWE is doing that through Peacock. Uh, UFC has done that mostly through ESPN Plus. You know, what will that entail? There's always discussions about doing direct-to-consumer. So UFC, well, TKO Holdings will have their own streaming service with WWE and UFC. I don't know if that's going to happen. There's always the easiest and the most lucrative route over the decades is through broadcast and now recently through streaming. But it's uh, it's having it's having a, like a big partner out there to pay you many millions of dollars to broadcast your sports. Now, if you can, UFC produces its own content, so does WWE. So there was a lot of similarities there where basically the broadcast companies are just the fire hose to, to get the content out, you know, so they could go direct to consumer fairly easily, but they're going to lose the, you know, lose a lot of people in the process. So that's why normally they would like to have at least a major part of their package for both these companies on a broadcast network, um, you know, or a cable network. Okay, all right. Now, if you my two cents on that cable network known as Rogers, as you know, <laughs> they own the Toronto Blue Jays, and the yep. Blue Jays will never win a World Series uh, while Rogers owns them, so <laughs> Rogers should sell the team. Well, Fox owned the Dodgers, and uh, when when, uh, when Fox owned the Dodgers, man, we were we, my team was not good, <laughs> right? Yeah, so uh, yeah, so I mean, they traded Piazza and uh, did a lot of other weird things. So yeah, I uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it, but we've had a history of that, but you know, but but, but, but even the, there's very I mean, are there any broadcast companies who own? I mean, the Braves were owned by Liberty. They kind of became, they kind of spun them off. So it was really not, that's kind of, that thing's kind of dying. And then you go back to the 70s when CBS owned the Yankees. I mean, it's, yeah. there, there's a, you can go back a long ways to see, you know, things now not working, you know, not working out. Exactly. And by the way, the, uh, the Rays are doing quite well. They have uh, Alex Anthopoulos as GM, who the Blue Jays uh, slash Rogers let go. Anyway. Uh- <laughs> How about that? How about that? I wanted to ask a quick question because there's one nuance when it comes to baseball ownership and it links to football in that you cannot own an NFL and an MLB team simultaneously. Is that rule ever going to change? Is that rule still there? I mean, everybody else is owning. Is that MLB rule? I don't see it. Yeah, it's like I I thought they got I thought they got rid of the cross ownership rules altogether several years ago, but I got to look this up here. Okay, because I'm pretty sure that you're yeah. right. I don't I don't think there there's there's NBA and there's because like Kroenke owns really they Kroenke oh. owns you know yeah the Avalanche the Nuggets and and that well how did well Magic is a part owner of both I'm sure there's a lot of part owners so let me see here. Kroenke has everything in Denver except the Rockies. 
Ah, sure. yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm looking this up here. I, I thought they got rid of that, but if if, if, if it's still, I'd be kind of weird if they didn't for MLB. But yeah, I thought that was like 2018. They got rid of that rule, but um, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to feign ignorance on that because I don't. Yeah, I don't know the MLB if since there's a. Yeah, I don't know why baseball. Maybe because the antitrust exemption that baseball has is bigger than the NFL's antitrust ex- exemption here. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll, I'll be to plead ignorance on that one. No worries. You sound like Rob Manford pleading ignorance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that guy. Anyway, um, just I've touched on Colorado. One of the biggest things coming out of Colorado is Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes. Now they are they've taken over college football. We normally talk about pro sports here, but yeah, we have to touch on that. How big is that? Not only from a footballing standpoint, the fact that they've gone from a two and eleven program to currently three games undefeated in this season. What's it like from the business standpoint? I mean, all the networks are out in yeah. the last week, and they must see college money is pro coming. now, right? College is pro now. Oh yeah, yeah I, just, I, I forgot. <laughs> uh, yes, nil. Sorry, Nick Saban, <laughs> you can't buy houses anymore. Players getting paid. I wonder if you go back many months before Colorado made the decision to switch conferences to if they knew this was coming. I mean, God, I mean, how bad is how bad do you have to feel as a Pac-12 executive right now when you had not only you lost USC and UCLA, but you lost a team that really was last year was one in 11. I mean, so no one was expecting much out of Dion and he got and he got he got crap for cutting everybody like cutting the most entire team. Which I was like, I, I did a story on on University of Minnesota football, and it got, I got some blowback, but it, I'm it's still my pin tweet, so I'm still proud of it. So it was like, so you see, you know, where a coach is is alleged to have been really hard on kids to maybe get them to quit. You know, it depends on how you look at it. You know, Dion just cut everybody, or not everybody, almost everybody. That's the much more humane way to do it than to, you know, to just, you know, overexert the kids or make their lives miserable. I'm not saying that happened in Minnesota. I'm just put that out there. I'm just saying in general. I don't want to, <laughs> uh, I don't want any more Minnesota hate. I think I blocked half the state already on Twitter. <laughs> so, but it's like, you know, and he's, you know, I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, we saw, you know, we saw what happened in Jackson State, and I'm actually I'm going to Mississippi for the Favre stuff in a couple in a couple of weeks. I'll be able to check out Mrs. Uh, Jackson State. You know, he did a lot of great work there, but people are going to dispel. Oh, it's just just an HBCU. I'm like, still, it's that's hard to do, especially in a place like Jackson when you don't have the support, when you don't when you when you're you don't even have a field on campus. I mean, it's just like they can't, and the politicians are blocking you, your your ability to build your own football stadium on campus. You know, the water situation, everything else, you go to Colorado in a program that won a national championship, you know, 30 years ago, um, but it hasn't had much success in the years since. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's been pretty amazing. I mean, I, I was up at two in the morning, like, I guess nine million other people. I could not believe how many people watched it. Uh, to watch that game because, um, you know, Colorado, Colorado State's in my conference, Mountain West. So I was going to, you know, I thought they were going to pull it out too. I don't know, 24 point spread. So they, you know, if you, if you bet on Colorado State, you cut, you, you won. Uh, if you didn't, if you, if you, if you got those points. Uh, so it's, it's an amazing thing. And it's like, you know, it's, you know, Deion Sanders growing up was like, you know, who, somebody that me and my friends all, you know, kind of the kind of, you know, I wouldn't say admired, but I guess, uh, you know, we bought a lot of his stuff and, you know, we, uh, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> we're, we're mostly Mexican and white kids. So we didn't really, <laughs> we didn't have the swagger, I don't think, as a Dion did, but we admired that. And he was like one of the first players to kind of break out of that 
Jordan was kind of like, you know, always, you know, different sport, different little, you know, same time period almost. You know, Jordan was a little more just like, you know, straightforward, you know, he, not the most outspoken. You know, you got Dion and you got Charles Barkley and athletes like that. We all, I mean, that's who we gravitated towards to as kids. Uh, and so it's, it's amazing to see that now. And uh, especially with the son just taking over. His son, who was trying to be recruited by Brett Favre, by Brett Favre wanted $1.5 million to build a indoor facility for uh, Deion Sanders' kid, a quarterback uh, phenom that he was back when he was still in high school. That didn't happen. That was, you know, that that wasn't built, at least. They built other things on that campus uh, over, 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 over at Ole Miss. But, yeah, it's it, it's it, it's been amazing. And I think, man, we've seen how much we're covering this at FOS and how everybody, everybody else is. It's, uh, you know, we got sunglasses going, you know, Deion sunglasses being being sold now, sold out, and everything else. It's, it's pretty amazing that it's – I've never seen anything like this because we've seen – College coaches come in, you know, talk a big game and then just kind of peter out. And yeah, I don't, this, whether this is going to last for two or three years or even through the end of the season, you know, they're going to lose games. What happens when that happens? You know, I'm not hoping for it, but you know, what happens when, you know, you get a couple losses in league, you maybe you lose to USC. Uh, you know, what's, you know, what's going to be the reaction then? Well, we'll, Will people move on to the next shiny thing? We shall see, because it's like right now the SEC, no one's talking about the SEC, which is I'm sure the SEC is like, what the hell? I mean, what what what's what's going on? Everybody's talking about, you know, uh, you know a Pac-12 school. Mm. Well, I promise you, and the SEC won't like this, but the biggest thing in Florida right now is not the Gators. It is Mr. Lionel Messi. And <laughs> oh yeah, he's playing he's playing right now in Toronto and you're and you're No no, he's playing in Playing in Miami against Toronto. Oh, okay. I thought it was in yeah. Toronto. All right. I was like, I literally only got. I had a free code for the for the for the for the uh, for the Apple uh, package, and I didn't use it until Messi started playing. <laughs> so I, I I I think I caught his first four or five games. It's I don't. I'm not a soccer guy. I'm pretty much known for you know making fun of soccer, you but 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 it, but it's like yeah, he's a. It's like. It's almost like, you know, you know, having, um, I faced Ovechkin once, so it's like having, uh, um, Alex Ovechkin come, come play for my, for my, uh, uh, team down here at the rink. I mean, my, uh, beer league team. It's like, it's like he's keeping that good at moments. Even he's at, and this is not as, he's, he's on the downside of his career. He can still do amazing things. It's been, so I guess it's been, it's, it, it's been good to watch. And I'm, you know, hopefully he'll, he'll stay healthy enough to, uh, to compete for them for a while. Yeah. For sure, and he's he's definitely made waves in the league. I hope that Miami gets to the playoffs, but I, they can't win. If they win, kind of a slap in the face of the MLS. Well, they won the league. Oh, the, yeah, they won the yeah. league's cup, so you never yeah. know. Yeah, and they're in, they're in the Open Cup final, so you kind of don't want him to see see him win the treble like after coming in halfway through the season. But he, he can do that next season. He can dominate next season. Um, <laughs> now I got to ask: You're into hockey. We're in Canada. You may have heard there's a new women's hockey league that started up, the PWHO. Is that getting much run down in the States, where you are? Not yet, but I think it's growing. I think if you look back a couple of years, I mean, I think the pandemic really hurt them. I think there is probably of any sport, a sport that's still growing and small and, you know, is trying to gain traction. You have that, you know, that's it, that, that was tough for them. And I think they're, I think they're, they're, you know, they're, they're slowly growing. You know, I think there's, it's just tough. I mean, it's when you, whenever you start and look how I mean, MLS was owned by it was like a league owned system for years, and now we have all these new stadiums. I mean, we they've they won championships at RFK, which where they're trying to build this possibly the next football stadium for the Commanders, uh, where they used to play back when they were the Redskins. So they you know they played there, won championships. Now they're at Audi Field, a specific 
MLS built stadium. And that's been a huge difference because when you're playing outside the Sounders, the Sounders have been the exception because the Sounders are the Sounders and they, they draw, you know, they, they draw well in the NFL stadium, even though they, you know, they do kind of, you know, tarp off a lot of it. But, you know, that when the MLS started and you're playing in these big NFL stadiums, it looks empty. It doesn't look good on TV. There's no, there's no feeling for the game when you watch on TV. Even when you're there, you're in such a massive place. And I cover, and I, my first MLS game was, was at RFK. So it's kind of a different, once you kind of get these soccer, soccer specific stadiums built, that's been a game changer for them. And I think that's, that's a big part of it. And that's what's kind of driven, driven revenues, driven how much the, these teams are worth now. It drove expansion. Um, so it, there's a, once they, once they were able to get out of these huge NFL stadiums or, or wherever else they were playing. Um, and I think that, that was the biggest turning point for that, for, for MLS. And this Apple deals is another one. Yes, they're not on TV as much. You're not going to find them as easily. You have to pay for it. But it's, you know, they, they're doing well. And every sports league is looking at the MLS. I'm sorry. I see the MLS looking at MLS to get because they were the first one to go all in with streaming. Yes, they're on Fox Sports a little bit. They're on Univision, I think, a little bit, but they're mostly going to be on Apple, um, and you have to subscribe. So that's uh, the so that's uh, that's that's going to be will will it be the future of for all leagues? Probably not, but there's always going to be you know we've all you know NHL Center Ice when you know it's not, it's not around here anymore. Now you just watch it on ESPN Plus, but uh, you know because every league has their own kind of like you know Sunday ticket for the NFL, mm. um, league pass for uh, for for the NBA. You know, they, you know that's that that's already there for for out of market now to, to get everything, including including your local team. You know, on streaming like 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 it's being done right now with uh, with all the MLS teams. It's yeah, that's that's a major step, and a, and a lot of leagues are looking at this and seeing. And the problem is they're not getting much information out of Apple because they don't say anything on how good. They, I mean, I just for the story I did, I'm kind of like a month and month about a month ago. You know, I was I was able to get there were a million subscriptions before Messi came over. That was like a big deal. That was like a big thing to get that out of them. So it's uh, we really don't. That that's a problem with streaming. We don't know how well things are doing. You know, <laughs> it's we don't. You just kind of have to go by with. They only release the the good information. You know, that's uh, that's the way it is. But when when Nielsen has problems, but here in the United States, and Nielsen, you know, they used to get a ballpark of how people are watching and and the share and the rating and all that stuff. But it, we, now you don't really have any of that information, so you have to go by what they tell you, and that's kind of a hard part. And I think. Uh, you know, there's a load more transparency there. Uh, of course, Amazon is uh, is now working with Nielsen, but Amazon's providing the information to Nielsen, so you have to be kind of yeah, a little wary of those numbers. Maybe I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say you know they're totally bogus or anything, but you know you you have to look askance when it's a company providing the information. But it's at least yeah. it's but but at least it's regularly provided, and you know you can you there are comparisons you can build up you know a full seasons of ratings even if it's coming from the you know the streamer themselves. I mean, they wouldn't okay. lie. Come on. <laughs> right. look, look, it's funny because you, you're talking about transparency and Kobe's thrown in that jive there, but that reminds me exactly that Oakland Athletics this season. Like, we oh, have 8,000 people on our ground. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't even have 800. Stop it. I don't even know oh. if you had 80. I don't know if you had 80 in the stands. It's, it's like, it, stop lying. Yeah, Fish is like, Fish is like, yeah, Fish is like, you know, he's, he's a guy trying to get fired. But, but, right. but he's, but he's super rich and doesn't matter. He can do whatever he wants. So it's, and then, you know, I had this, this whole thing, man, with, with, with moving to, 
granted, okay, Al Davis broke that stadium. It was never great, though. I mean, I, I went to games there as a kid. I went to the World Series there at 88 and and 90. So, uh, you know, I was I was a Dodger fan, NL fan, so I didn't care. Um, but, you know, going to, I like going to the A's games. So A's, going to A's games is much better than going to Candlestick for the Giants games. Let me tell you. Mm. Plus, I, plus, I don't get, you know, confronted and you know, no one wants right. to fight a third, <laughs> no one wants to fight a thirteen year old in a Dodger hat at an A's game. Um, so uh, there's uh, so that you know, but it was it was it was a good place to go. But it was like it's one of those old school ballparks that don't exist anymore because there's so much foul ground. There's they're so far away from the action, and it was such a huge stadium for her, for the fans that were drawing. And, uh, you know, they haven't been competitive for a few seasons and, you know, they, I'm not, you know, they didn't do much to appeal to the fans. And I think, you know, they didn't care to, and I don't, and I don't think, uh, and I think Oakland was, uh, was, uh, you know, kind of the Oakland, you know, was trying to keep them. They're putting proposals together, proposals that, that, that were better than Vegas, but, you know, Fisher wanted out and wanted to go to Vegas and he, 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 he got what he wanted. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. You know, I think this sets a bad precedent. I think this is the worst thing that Manfred's, he basically allowed it to happen. I mean, that if Manfred wanted it, wanted to press the issue, I know that all the commissioners are, are his bosses, but you got to charge a really, like, some kind of fee to relocate. And he, and he's, mm. and, and he's not being charged one. And it's like, you know, that's what kept the Giants in town mm. because the Giants were supposed to move to Tampa back in 1999, 91, when I went to the last game at Candlestick, allegedly. Um, and, you know, they stayed because the relocation fee was so, was was pretty high so they ended up selling so yeah the giants were meant to move to toronto in the 70s and oh really yes pj gallagher pj gallagher Uh. the marketing man behind the house that barry bonds built out in san francisco he came on and he told us as much Uh. for a number of years they were trying to move that team back to the east coast but yeah off the ground yeah, Lurie, yeah, 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 Lurie was, you know, he had a deal for Tampa and he basically backed out of it. I mean, that, granted, look, I mean, and now Tampa's getting a new stadium because, you know, where, that's where the Giants are supposed to move. And look, and it was like, you know, it's not a baseball, it's not good for baseball. But, um, so I'm happy for them. So, okay, so Tampa's moving from a stadium with the catwalk where no one shows up to a nice, shiny dome stadium where no one shows where up. No one shows Great, up. <laughs> excellent, good for them. I wish them well. I can't stand Tampa. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your Dodgers as quickly before we get you out of here. This is going to be the winter of Otani. Yes, he's having Tommy John surgery. Yes, he's ditched the Anaheim Angels and told them to go seek excellence elsewhere. But he is going to be the hottest name on the free agency market. It, he he probably doesn't get half a billion, but he's <laughs> going to get a nice deal from maybe your Dodgers, maybe my Yankees, probably not Kobe's Jays. Where do you see him going and what kind of deal does that look like to you? Oh man, that's a good question. I was going. I'll see if I go 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 to the Dodgers, but uh, uh no. Well, I think that's a you. You got to look at the you know the the most likely candidates would be you know with the New York, either the Mets or the Yankees, uh, the Dodgers, and all of the Padres have been signing people, and the Giants. I think the Giants are going to make a major play for them. They lost. They, they got so embarrassed last year with with uh, with uh, not getting Judge that I think that they're going to you know redouble their efforts, and um, yeah. So you know that's. Is it a second Tommy John or is it another kind of elbow surgery? What does he have done? I I wasn't aware of the first oh, one. Oh, yeah, Tommy yeah. He, it's Tommy John. It's definitely Tommy John, but I believe it's his first. No, no, he had, oh, no. He, oh, yeah, no. He, he, had, he, he had his first Tommy John in 2018. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think they said they – so they're, they're going to be some kind of UCL surgery, which is, you know, the – Ulnar collateral ligament. Um, that, I don't know if it'd be a full Tommy John or I don't know how you right. classify a full Tommy John. Maybe it'd just be a, re- a revision. But yeah, you're 
yeah, it looks like he he could be a a player next year, pitcher maybe not. Um, mm. You know, we'll see. And that, that's tough. I mean, that's imagine doing throwing your you know throwing your arm out for the Angels who with Mike Trout and all these and Rendon who I guess is hurt and they lied about his injury. Um, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff, you know, and you the team is not even close. I mean, that's gotta that's gotta. He want so I would think he want to go to a competitor. So he, he probably shouldn't go to the Giants since they're not going to be a competitor. He's going to Mets, <laughs> man. He's going the Mets. That would be. I mean, after what happened, you know, I think, yeah, I think after what happened this season, why not just go just go for it? <laughs> they definitely they definitely cleared the decks when they traded those guys away. They definitely cleared the decks. It definitely makes sense. Yeah, now, AJ, we've had a great time on this interview. I hope you have too. Yeah, it was great. Where can our listeners find you on social media? Oh, at BYAJ Perez on Twitter, Instagram, and I guess uh, whatever else. <clears throat> that's pretty much my, that's my handle wherever. So I, I'll probably get on Blue Sky one of these days. Um, and I'm on threads, but I, I, I never use it. So, um, but it's, uh, so BYAJ Perez and frontofficesports.com. Our newsletter's free. It comes out, you know, you get, you get one in the morning, one, one, in, one in the, one in, in the afternoon, and you pretty much all the, Sports, business, and culture um, to your mailbox. It's free, and uh, you can read my... I don't have a lot of stories in the, in the newsletter. I write more longer stories, so go to frontofficesports.com to find me. There we go. We look forward to seeing more of your stories over at FOS, and give us a bold prediction. It doesn't have to be a future story. It could be anything on your mind. Give us a bold prediction for the rest of 2023 in the world of sports. It could be Eric Bieniemy to take over as <laughs> Washington coach in January, because I really think that's going to happen. I think... Ron Ron's retiring, but that's just me. But you give us something yeah. that you got on your mind. Dodgers and the Orioles in the World Series, and the Dodgers win in three games. I <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, talking about bold. <laughs> wait, you said bold. Winning in three games is the most bold thing ever. What's gonna happen? Is it gonna be like like a? Is the fourth game gonna be like shut down because of violence in Baltimore or something? <laughs> I don't know. Or 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 a quake in LA. One of the two. Oh, so. Manfred's just gonna be like, you know what? It's just a <laughs> We're good. Metal. Yeah. LA, you just have it. Just Mookie's cool. Just, just it. <laughs> yeah, because like literally, like, like when I was there in 2020 as a fan down in Texas during the during the pandemic series, it's like, oh, you guys only won the short series, and blah. I'm like, all right. That's why I've been hearing that since for three years. So if I just won one with this team in a full season, that would be uh, I, I I wouldn't mind that. It's like the only team I cheer for because the Sharks you can't cheer for them because they're not going to be competitive probably for the next 20 years. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, I, I wish Mike Greer the best and I hope he does turn the things around. I, you know, that's my, you know, I will drop it, you know, the, the next, I was there in 2016 watching them. I covered that series. Ugh. Uh, you know, we forced a game six. Uh, I was saying we four. Why am I saying we so much? The Sharks forced a game six and, uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> Wait, does this mean you're a Niners fan as well? No, I don't have a football. I was a Rams fan. Then they moved to St. Louis, so oh, I don't. Ha- I, don't, I don't have an NFL team, which is great. So I cover the NFL. I get to be totally unbiased with that. So yeah, I've uh, I've watched more Chargers than 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 Rams in recent years, and they're zero and two. So maybe I'm not a good a good omen when I or a good fan. <laughs> well, they're getting a new to... co- they're getting a new coach soon, so don't worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm super- it could be uh, could be after it could be after Sunday's game. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no. We appreciate your time on the show, AJ's. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. It was great. We'll have to get you back. Um, get some PT insights when we didn't get time to get that in. But 100. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library 
access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasts experience, where no sport is left behind.